The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Monday, Monday. Good morning. I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Monday, September 18th, 2023, Monday of the 24th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the rosary. And our saint today is St. Joseph of Cupertino. Born in 1603 as a child, Joseph showed a fondness for prayer. He had a short career with the Capuchins, then joined the conventual Franciscans. After a brief assignment caring for the friary mule, Joseph began his studies for the priesthood. They were difficult but Joseph gained a great deal of knowledge from prayer. He was ordained in 1628. Now, Joseph's tendency to levitate during prayer was sometimes a cross. Some people came to see him like they might have gone to a circus sideshow. Joseph's gift led him to be humble, patient, and obedient, even though at times he was greatly tempted and felt forsaken by God. The friars transferred Joseph several times for his own good. He was reported to and investigated by the Inquisition. The examiners exonerated him. St. Joseph of Cupertino died in 1663. St. Joseph of Cupertino, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My God, I adore you and I love you with all my heart. I thank you for having created me, made me a Christian, and preserved me this night. I offer you the actions of this day. Grant that all of them may be in accordance with your holy will and for your greater glory. Protect me from sin and from all evil. Let your grace be always with me and with all my dear ones. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray for those persons living on the margins of society and inhumane life conditions. May they not be overlooked by institutions and never considered of lesser importance. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My mother, my God, Saint Joseph, my father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Well, you might have guessed from earlier 10 Minutes with Jesus that I like etymologies. And I like them because they seem to me to be a kind of easy shortcut into understanding a word more deeply. And there's one word that I like the etymology of in a particular way, and that is the word consider. I'm thinking of the word considerate, which we're going to see in this time of prayer. And it seems that this word, consider, reflect on, study something, which comes from the Latin considerare, uh, probably comes from observing the stars, because in Latin a star is a sedus, so you're kind of with the stars, considering the stars. So we have then the idea that a considerate person is somebody who observes others, not just in the sense of physically looking at them, but he thinks about them, or 
he or she gives importance to them. They're not so wrapped up in themselves that they cannot think about others. Now, we might think, well, I am a pious person. I'm praying after all this morning, this 10 minutes with Jesus, and therefore I must be a considerate person. Well, I came across a, a little a quote recently from a, a writer called Lavachik, who says, men may, he means men and women, obviously, men may be charitable, merciful, and self-sacrificing, yet not kind. Kindness as a grace is not always sufficiently cultivated, even among some devout people. Many devout people are unkind. That's really striking. So here I am praying. I may pray every day. Please God, I do. But that doesn't mean that I'm necessarily a kind or considerate person. In today's gospel, then, we see a person who is perhaps the most considerate man in the whole gospel, at least from this short passage. He's not even Jew. He's a Gentile. And and not only that, but he's a tough Roman soldier. To be more precise, he is a centurion and that is a military commander, normally, originally, of a hundred soldiers or legionaries. So we can imagine this man, tough, uh, disciplined, no-nonsense kind of guy. And at the end of the scene that we're going to look at, he's praised by Jesus in a very dramatic way, because Jesus says of him, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found faith like this. Now, I think he, Jesus could equally have said, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found anyone as considerate as this. Something like that. So what is the story with this guy? Well, in this short passage, described by St. Luke, who incidentally is of the four gospel writers or evangelists, he's the one who seems the most kind of sensitive to kindness and mercy. And the story comes kind of in three parts, really. So number one, here it is. When Jesus had come to the end of all he wanted the people to hear, he went into Capernaum. A centurion there had a servant, a favorite of his, who was sick and near death. Having heard about Jesus, he sent some Jewish elders to him to ask him to come and heal his servant. So notice, normally, not always, people in the gospel who approach Jesus want something for themselves to be cured of blindness or, or leprosy or something. But this man is not asking for anything for himself, not even for a family man, member, which sometimes can be kind of for myself in a way, but for a servant of his. We see he has great consideration for his servant. He knows, first of all, first of all that his servant is sick. He's bothered about him. His cure is the most important thing in the world to him. And not his own health or many problems. Everybody's got problems. He, no doubt, had his own personal problems. But the thing that he really wants to ask Jesus for is the cure of his beloved servant. I have to confess, I am edified by him. And I think maybe I should pray just a little less for my things and a little more for the things of other people. Number two, when they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him. He deserves this of you, they said, because he's friendly towards our people. In fact, he is the one who built the synagogue. Well, if you go to the village of Capernaum t- today, you will find a synagogue. 
So this village was dug up by the Franciscans in the last century. They discovered it and did a great job of, of um, archaeology, digging it up so you see the whole village. But outside the village, just outside it, you, you find a beautiful synagogue. Now, this synagogue is not the one that this man paid for. It rather is the successor. It's built on the ruins of his synagogue. But what is very striking, because I was there last spring, what is very striking about it is that it's such a lovely location. You're kind of looking down on the village and you're looking down at the distance at the Sea of Galilee. It is the perfect location for a Roman villa. So you can imagine, this guy's got the money, he's got the land, or he can buy the land, and he could just as easily have built there a beautiful Roman villa for himself. But he doesn't. He, in my guess, was very aware of the needs of the people of Capernaum, these pious Jews, who perhaps had no proper synagogue, nowhere to go and listen to the, the word of God and reflect on it. And that brings us to number three, part of the scene. So Jesus went with them and was not very far from the house when the centurion sent word to him by some friends. Sir, he said, do not put yourself to trouble because I am not worthy to have you under my roof. And for the same reason, I did not presume to come to you myself. I love this in particular. So what seems to have happened here? So presumably one of the friends goes running to the centurion to tell him that Jesus is on his way to the house to get ready. It's not far away, we're told. And the centurion has a kind of, well, a change of heart, or he's kind of, he feels guilty that he's putting Jesus to the trouble. Because he realizes Jesus doesn't need to come here. He has all those powers, and he could cure his centurion from wherever he is. He has so much faith which Jesus, of course, praises later on, that he knows that Jesus does not need to come to the house. So he sends his friend running back to Jesus to stop him from undertaking the journey. It's very simple. And yet how much considerateness or consideration there is in that small little detail, the third detail that we see. So the first thing that we see is his concern, consideration, for his servant, the second thing, the consideration of the people of, of Capernaum, their need for the synagogue. And this third thing, just his realization, well, why should I have put Jesus to the, to the bother and trouble of, of walking here to my house? He can do it from wherever he is. So he sends that friend on to Jesus to, well, so he doesn't have to bother. Simple as that. He is super considerate. Would that you and I show that same consideration. Let's ask Jesus himself for an increase in our ability to think about our friends, people we work with, our family, even people that we don't know very well, but just pass them in the street, that I would consider them like the man or the woman considering the stars, look at them, give them great importance. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My mother immaculate, Saint Joseph, my father and lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. There's a lot more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. This day of prayer begins in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. 
It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and Relevant Radio app on Monday of the 24th week in Ordinary Time, September 18th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek, and we begin this liturgical day as we join with the whole church in prayer, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and, and my, my mouth will, will proclaim your praise. praise. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is He who set it on the seas, on the waters He made it firm. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors, let him enter the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who is the King of glory, the Lord the mighty, the valiant, the Lord the valiant in war? Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, he is the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord.
How good is the God of Israel to the pure of heart? How good is the God of Israel to the pure of heart? How good God is to Israel, to those who are pure of heart. Yet my feet came close to stumbling. My steps had almost slipped, for I was filled with envy of the proud when I saw how the wicked prosper. For them there are no pains. Their bodies are sound and sleek. They have no share in men's sorrows. They are not stricken like others. So they wear their pride like a necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. Their hearts overflow with malice. Their minds seethe with plots. They scoff. They speak with malice. From on high they plan oppression. They have set their mouths in the heavens, and their tongues dictate to the earth. So the people turn to follow them and drink in all their words. They say, How can God know? Does the Most High take any notice? Look at them, such are the wicked, but untroubled. They grow in wealth. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. How good is the God of Israel to the pure of heart. Their laughter will turn to weeping, their merriment to grief. Their, their laughter will turn to weeping, their merriment to grief. How useless to keep my heart pure and wash my hands in innocence when I was stricken all day long, suffered punishment day after day. Then I said, If I should speak like that, I should abandon the faith of your people. I strove to fathom this problem too hard for my mind to understand until I pierced the mysteries of God and understood what becomes of the wicked. How slippery the paths on which you set them. You make them slide to destruction. How suddenly they come to their ruin, wiped out, destroyed by terrors. Like a dream one wakes from, O Lord, when you wake, you dismiss them as phantoms. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Their, their laughter will turn to weeping, their, their merriment to grief. Those who depart from you will perish. My joy is to remain with you, my God. Those who depart from you will perish. My joy is to remain with you, my God. And so when my heart grew embittered, and when I was cut to the quick, I was stupid and did not understand, no better than a beast in your sight. Yet I was always in your presence. You were holding me by my right hand. You will guide me by your counsel, and so you will lead me to glory. What else have I in heaven but you? Apart from you, I want nothing on earth. My body and my heart faint for joy. God is my possession forever. All those who abandon you shall perish. You will destroy all those who are faithless. 
To be near God is my happiness. I have made the Lord God my refuge. I will tell of all your works at the gates of the city of Zion. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. It is good to be with you, Father. In you is fullness of life for your faithful people. In you all hope resides. May you lead us to everlasting happiness. Those who depart from you will perish. My joy is to remain with you, my God. To savor your words is my delight, O Lord. Honey itself is not sweeter. From the book of the prophet Ezekiel. The Lord spoke to me and said, As for you, son of man, obey me when I speak to you. Be not rebellious like this house of rebellion, but open your mouth and eat what I shall give you. It was then I saw a hand stretched out to me in which was written a scroll which he unrolled before me. It was covered with writing front and back, and written on it was, Lamentation and wailing, and woe. He said to me, Son of man, eat what is before you, eat this scroll, then go speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he gave me the scroll to eat. Son of man, he then said to me, feed your belly and feed your scummed stomach with this scroll I am giving you. I ate it, and it was sweet as honey in my mouth. He said, Son of man, go now to the house of Israel and speak my words to them. Not to a people with difficult speech and barbarous language am I sending you, nor to the many peoples with difficult speech and barbarous language, whose words you cannot understand. If I were to send you to these, they would listen to you, but the house of Israel will refuse to listen to you, since they will not listen to me. For the whole house of Israel is stubborn of brow and obstinate in heart. But I will make your face as hard as theirs, and your brow as stubborn as theirs, like diamond, harder than flint. Fear them not, nor be dismayed at their looks, for they are a rebellious house. Son of man, he said to me, Take into your heart all my words that I speak to you. Hear them well. Now go to the exiles, to your countrymen, and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, whether they heed or resist. Thus the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, I have appointed you a watchman for the house of Israel. When you hear a word from my mouth, you shall warn them for me. If I say to the wicked man, you shall surely die, and you do not warn him or speak out to dissuade him from his wicked conduct so that he may live, that wicked man shall die for his sin, but I will hold you responsible for his death. If, on the other hand, if you have warned the wicked man, yet he has not turned away from his evil, nor from his wicked conduct, then he shall die for his sin, but you 
shall save your life. If a virtuous man turns away from virtue and does wrong, when I place a stumbling block before him, he shall die. He shall die for his sin, and his virtuous deed shall not be remembered. But I will hold you responsible for his death if you do not warn him. When, on the other hand, you have warned a virtuous man not to sin, and he has, in fact, not sinned, he shall surely live because of the warning, and you shall save your own life. The Word of the Lord. I have appointed you a watchman for the house of Israel. Listen to what I say to you, and speak to them in my name. Neither be afraid of them, nor rebellious like them. I will make your face as hard as theirs, and your forehead as stubborn and as obstinate. Neither be afraid of them, nor rebellious like them. A reading from a sermon on pastors by St. Augustine, Bishop. Let us consider the unflattering words of God, which Scripture addresses to shepherds who feed themselves and not the sheep. You consume their milk and cover yourselves with their wool. You kill the fatlings, but my sheep you do not pasture. You have failed to strengthen what was weak, to heal what was sick, and to bind up what was injured. You did not call back what went astray, nor seek out what was lost. What was strong you have destroyed, and my sheep have been scattered because there is no shepherd. This is spoken to the shepherds who feed themselves and not the sheep. It speaks of their concern and their neglect. What is their concern? You consume their milk and cover yourselves with their wool. And so the apostle asks, Who plants a vineyard and does not eat from its fruit? Who pastures a flock and does not drink from the milk of the flock? Thus we learn that the milk of the flock is whatever temporal support and sustenance God's people give to those who are placed over them. It is of this that the Apostle is speaking in the passage just quoted. Although he chose to support himself by the labor of his own hands and not ask for milk from the sheep, the Apostle did say that he had the right to receive the milk, for the Lord had established that they who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. Paul also says that others of his fellow apostles made use of this right, a right granted them, and not unlawfully usurped. But Paul went further by not taking what was rightfully his. He forgave the debt, whereas the others did not demand what was not due them. Therefore Paul went further. Perhaps his action was foreshadowed by the good Samaritan, who, when he brought the sick man to the inn, said, If you spend any more, I will repay you on my way back. What more can I say concerning those shepherds who do not need the milk of the flock? They are more merciful or rather they carry out a more abundant ministry of mercy. They are able to do so, and they do it. Let them receive praise, but do not condemn the others. The apostle himself did not seek what was given. However, he wanted the sheep to be fruitful, not sterile, and unable to give milk. I myself shall pasture my sheep, and I myself shall give them rest, says the Lord God. And I shall look for the lost sheep and bring back the stray. I shall strengthen the weak and protect the healthy and strong. I shall look for the lost sheep and bring back the stray. Almighty God, our Creator and our Guide, may we serve you with all our heart. 
and know your forgiveness in our lives. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Jesus encounters a Roman centurion who pleasantly surprises him. It's in today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life with the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord is introduced to a Roman centurion and finds him to be a man of great faith. From the seventh chapter of the Gospel of Luke. After Jesus had ended all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. Now, a centurion had a slave who was dear to him, who was sick and at the point of death. When he heard of Jesus, he sent to him elders of the Jews, asking him to come and heal his slave. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him earnestly. He is worthy to have you do this for him, for he loves our nation, and he built us our synagogue. And Jesus went with them. When he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him. Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Therefore, I did not presume to come to you. But say the word and let my servant be healed. For I am a man set under authority with soldiers under me, and I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled at him, and turned and said to the multitude that followed him, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. When those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the slave well. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. It's all about humility, right? And Jesus and his mother Mary were the primary examples for us to follow of humility. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. And when those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the slave well. All of the miracles worked by Jesus were manifestations of his loving and merciful heart. He never performed a miracle that hurt anyone, nor did he ever work a miracle for its own sake. We see him suffering hunger, and he does not ask for bread. At Jacob's well he is thirsty, and he asks the Samaritan woman to give him to drink. When Herod asks for a sign, he keeps silence. The purpose of the miracles is that people will believe in him, that they may believe that thou didst send me. He transforms the corporal works of mercy into means of spiritual growth. This is the reason why the curing of the servant had the effect of bringing the centurion closer to the Lord. We might suppose that he was one of the first Gentiles to seek baptism after the Feast of Pentecost. Our faith unites us to Christ the Redeemer with his dominion over all creation. 
It gives us a security greater than any human activity can provide. Yet to have this faith, we need the humility of that centurion. We need to see ourselves as nothing before Jesus. We resolve always to follow his lead, no matter what our feelings may be. St. Augustine stated that all the gifts of God could be reduced to this. Receive the faith and persevere in it to the end of your life. Humility will teach us to beware of our inherent weakness. The true obstacle to faith is pride. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. We have to ask often for humility. We find in Our Lady the perfect synthesis of faith and humility. Her cousin Elizabeth, moved by the Holy Spirit, greets Mary with these words, Blessed is she who believed. Similarly inspired, Mary responds with her Magnificat, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. Mary does not take credit for this divine favor. God has seen her great humility and has decided to fill her with grace. Let us go to Mary so that she may teach us how to grow in humility, which is the best foundation for our faith. The handmaid of the Lord is today the queen of the universe. Whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. If we give ourselves to the service of God without condition, we will be elevated to great heights. We will partake of the intimate life of God. We will be like God's as we follow the road of humility and docility to the will of God. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Let's continue praying now as we join the whole church led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia.
Each morning, Lord, you fill us with your kindness. Each morning, Lord, you fill us with your kindness. O Lord, you have been our refuge from one generation to the next. Before the mountains were born, or the earth or the world brought forth, you are God without beginning or end. You turn men back to dust and say, Go back, sons of men. To your eyes a thousand years are like yesterday, come and gone, no more than a watch in the night. You sweep men away like a dream, like grass which springs up in the morning. In the morning it springs up and flowers, by evening it withers and fades. So we are destroyed in your anger, struck with terror in your fury. Our guilt lies open before you, our secrets in the light of your face. All our days pass away in your anger. Our life is over like a sigh. Our span is seventy years or eighty for those who are strong. And most of these are emptiness and pain. They pass swiftly and we are gone. Who understands the power of your anger and fears the strength of your fury? Make us know the shortness of our life, that we may gain wisdom of heart. Lord, relent. Is your anger forever? Show pity to your servant. In the morning, fill us with your love. We shall exalt and rejoice all our days. Give us joy to balance our affliction for the years when we knew misfortune. Show forth your work to your servants. Let your glory shine on their children. Let the favor of the Lord be upon us. Give success to the work of our hands. Give success to the work of our hands. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it, As it was, was in, in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, send your mercy and your truth to rescue us from the snares of the devil, and, happy to be known as companions of your Son, we will praise you among the peoples and proclaim you to the nations. Each morning, Lord, you fill us with your kindness. From the farthest bounds of earth, may God be praised. From the farthest bounds of earth, may God be praised. Sing to the Lord a new song, His praise from the end of the earth. Let the sea and what fills it resound, the coastlands and those who dwell in them. Let the steppe and its cities cry out, the villages where Kedar dwells. Let the inhabitants of Sila exalt and shout from the top of the mountains. Let them give glory to the Lord and utter his praise in the coastlands. The Lord goes forth like a hero. 
Like a warrior, he stirs up his ardor. He shouts out his battle cry. Against his enemies, he shows his might. I have looked away and kept silence. I have said nothing, holding myself in. But now I cry out as a woman in labor, gasping and panting. I will lay waste mountains and hills. All their herbage I will dry up. I will turn the rivers into marshes, and the marshes I will dry up. I will lead the blind on their journey by paths unknown. I will guide them. I will turn darkness into light before them and make crooked ways straight. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. From the farthest bounds of earth, May God be praised. You who stand in his sanctuary, praise the name of the Lord. You who stand in his sanctuary, praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise him, servants of the Lord, who stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing a psalm to his name, for he is loving. For the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, and Israel for his own possession. For I know the Lord is great, that our Lord is high above all gods. The Lord does whatever he wills, in heaven, on earth, in the seas. He summons clouds from the ends of the earth, makes lightning produce the rain. From his treasuries he sends forth the wind. The firstborn of the Egyptians he smote, of man and beast alike. Signs and wonders he worked in the midst of your land, O Egypt, against Pharaoh and all his servants. Nations in their greatness he struck, and kings in their splendor he slew. Sion, king of the Amorites, Og, the king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan. He let Israel inherit their land. On his people, their land he bestowed. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Where two or three gather in your name, Lord, you promise to be with them and share their fellowship. Look down upon your family gathered here in your name and graciously pour out your blessing upon us. You who stand in his sanctuary, praise the name of the Lord. A reading from the book of Judith. We should be grateful to the Lord our God for putting us to the test as he did our forefathers. Recall how he dealt with Abraham and how he tried Isaac and all that happened to Jacob 
in Syrian Mesopotamia while he was tending the flocks of Laban, his mother's brother. Not for vengeance did the Lord put them in the crucible to try their hearts, nor has he done so with us. It is by way of admonition that he chastises those who are close to him. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Sing a new song to the Lord. Give him the praise that is due. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Blessed be the Lord, for he has come to his people and set them free. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old, that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, The dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Blessed be the Lord, for he has come to his people and set them free. Because Christ hears and saves those who hope in him, let us pray. We praise you, Lord. We hope in you. We We praise you, Lord. We hope in you. We thank you because you are rich in mercy. And for the abundant love with which you have loved us. We We praise you, Lord. We We hope in you. With the Father, you are always at work in the world. Make all things new through the power of your Holy Spirit. We We praise you, Lord. We hope in you. Open our eyes and the eyes of our brothers. To see your wonders this day. We We praise you, Lord. We we hope in you. You call us today to your service. Make us stewards of your many gifts. We praise you, Lord. We hope in you. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. 
our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God our Creator, you gave us the earth to cultivate and the sun to serve our needs. Help us to spend this day for your glory and our neighbor's good. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. The day and the week have begun. It's Monday, another chance to try to get it right. Morning Air is coming up with John and Glenn in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the Relevant Radio app. You go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. 10 Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.